In the short term, at least, it seems current Western sanctions have had a very real economic impact inside Russia, soaring inflation, higher interest rates, and the collapse in the value of the ruble. But what is the longer-term effect on the Russian economy likely to be? Joining me now is Sergei Alexashenko, former Deputy Finance Minister of the Russian Federation and a former Deputy Governor of the Russian Central Bank. Sergei, the Central Bank has said it faces a new perestroika, or restructuring, as it faces life under sanctions. What exactly does that mean? Uh, Stephen, thank you for inviting me. And I would say that Central Bank is correct in its estimate that it's perestroika, but I would say it's the perestroika with minus sign in front. So what we see today is not only by the actions of the central bank, by, by the decisions of the government, by the decisions of the president, is that they are distracting all pillars of the market economy. They try to impose control of price control, though it's based on the agreements with producers or with retailers, not by administrative orders. And the central bank imposes very strict regulation of the uh, foreign exchange market, including capital control, and not only capital control, but the current operations control. They impose the limitations on the import and export operations, on the access to the financial markets, to the stock market. Uh, the market for the treasury bonds was closed for three and a half weeks. Um, uh, households are banned to purchase foreign exchange. They cannot get uh, foreign exchange dollars or euros or pounds from their banking deposits. So what we see, it's really a perestroika that is uh, destroying the pillars of the market economy in Russia. Uh, interest rates 20%, uh, inflation running at about 24%. Uh, that has to be uh, hugely problematic for the Russian people, doesn't it? Yes, correct. Yes, correct. And that is definitely the most evident impact of the... It's, okay, let's say honest, it's the price of the war. It's not impact of the sanctions. It's the price that Russian people have to pay for supporting Vladimir Putin and his regime. I would say that definitely this is 20, 25 at least percent of inflation this year uh, will lead to significant decline in uh, living standards, in real incomes. And it may be, I don't know, even 15 percent for this year. That's really a huge price for the war. Uh, Mr. Putin has frequently uh, said that Russia has substantial reserves. Will they be enough to combat sanctions? I, I would not say that uh, the amount of reserves or the amount of available reserves to the central bank is the key problem for today's Russia. Uh, the, the current account of Russia is very strong and it's positive. That means that Russian export is usually uh, exceeds Russian import. And that means that inflow of the currency into the country is permanent. And with the central bank that bans capital outflow and import outflow that allows Russian economy to have enough of a foreign exchange for the current transactions. Now, the problem uh, for the Russian economy is, of course, devaluation of the ruble and inflation on the one hand, and different types of export bans, export li limitations, export problems uh, where for, from Western side, from importing. Russia is not able to import many types of goods. And uh, uh, as we know today, a lot of import operations by Russian companies are halted because they can now get trade credits from the Western banks as it was done before. So the biggest problem is not a lack of reserves for the central bank, but lack of financial infrastructure for the Russian economy.
You talked about devaluation, Sergey. The value of the ruble has gone to about a quarter of its value by my estimation the past month. Is that a trend you think is likely to continue? And if so, how do you prevent it from continuing? Uh, Stephen, uh, you see, uh, I, I have to emphasize that the current exchange rate uh, of the ruble or of the dollar is very artificial because central bank limits many types of operations and not a lot of household, okay, households cannot officially purchase foreign exchange from the banks. That means it's, uh, there, is, there is only black market and the black market rate for the dollar is 20-25% higher than the official rate. Uh, many companies cannot purchase a foreign exchange for import operations. Uh, Non-residents from 53 countries are not allowed to repatriate their profits uh, that they earned in Russian economy. So the current exchange rate of the ruble is very artificial and if if we imagine the central bank will remove all those limitations, even with today's sanctions, with the today pressure, it may, it may fall, I don't know, by another 20, 25, 30%. But on the other hand, if, for example, if central banks will reimpose the Soviet style of uh, foreign exchange, uh, distribution sharing between importers, okay, uh, the exchange rate of the dollar may, uh, may come down to the pre-crisis, pre-war level. So once again, if, if the level of the exchange rate artificial, it is up to the central bank to decide where this level should be. Is Russia still earning money from energy? Yes, of course, Russia continues to export uh, gas, oil and oil refineries. To, and uh, the, uh, last week and last week, uh, the Deputy Prime Minister of Russia, Alexander Novak, said, yes, we've lost approximately 3% of export of oil that was going to US and the UK, and we lost about 7% 7 of oil refineries that were going to the UK and the US as well. But all the rest is going on. Yes, there are some transactional extra costs for shipping, for insurance, but all the rest export is going smoothly. And what about servicing its European debt? Uh, is there a risk of defaulting? And what impact could that have, not just on Russia, but on Europe too? Uh, in my mind, it is up to the Russian Minister of Finance or Russian President to decide uh, if uh, there should be a default or not. Uh, there is no big uh, redemption this year. The biggest one is, going, it is taking place uh, 10 days from now on April, uh, April 4th. It will be $2 billion by the Russian Minister of Finance and it is well within the limit uh, set by the US Treasury that is May 25th. So if Russian Minister of Finance wants to repay debt and wants to avoid uh, the default, it could be done. On the other hand, if Russian Minister of Finance, for some reasons, or by the order of uh, President Putin, will decide to announce default, okay, it may happen. So, but in my mind, in my mind, uh, it would be a great mistake uh, it, taking all uh, all situations into account, taking all the conditions or uh, existing in Russia. I believe it will be a big strategical mistake if Minister of Finance will decide to default. But it, it, it will mean that uh, all bondholders of Russian state debt, it's about 38 billion dollars, may will receive a right for the cross default and uh, to uh, request uh, the redemption, uh, the preemptive redemption of all debt, and it will create additional pressure and additional uh, legal cases, arrest of Russian of Minister of Finance assets. And that's why I believe that cost benefits analysis, from my viewpoint, says that Minister of Finance of Russia should avoid default. For the Western market, I believe it will not be a great problem, uh, even default on all $38 billion. 
The biggest problem will be uh, these credit default swaps, these um, uh, instruments uh, that allows to ensure your investment in stocks and bonds. And it will be a problem uh, for the financial markets, but not for the real economy. With over uh, half of Russia's international reserves frozen, Sergei, is there a danger that this war in Ukraine could bankrupt Russia? Or is that some way off? Mm, Stephen, I would not say so. I'm, I do not believe that even if freezing of all 100% of foreign exchange reserves of Russia, including uh, in Chinese renminbi, will stop the war. Uh, the problem is the, 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 the foundation for my answer is that for the war, uh, President Putin uses stocks, stocks of weapons that were produced like, you know, a year ago, three years ago, five years ago, 25 years, years ago. And he does not need to pay for the stock. Yeah, and all current expenditures for extra salaries, for militaries, for extra fuel, maybe for extra food, they are not as big as, uh, as it may occur, as it may be seen from the, from the West. I think that the biggest uh, potential break or biggest potential uh, instrument that may affect uh, Putin's mentality will be uh, additional sanctions, for example, like ex additional export bans to Russia of some type of additional goods and uh, services. So if if Russian economy will start to shake and it, if it will be visible uh, sooner, better than later, it may affect Putin's decision making. But not, I would not believe that uh, freezing, uh, even, even confiscating of all Russian foreign exchange reserves will stop this war. So you don't believe that the, the economic problems that are creeping up and building up will uh, inform the, the Russian president yet anyway. But uh, uh, however the Ukraine conflict plays out, the Russian economy looks as though it's in pretty poor shape and may be in pretty poor shape for some time to come, doesn't it? How yeah. do you think, how do you think Moscow can turn that around if, if they could? Uh, Stephen, you're absolutely right. Uh, the biggest, uh, okay, uh, the, the principal uh, element of the answer on the Russian economy or the state of the economy and uh, will the war will be stopped or not is that the bulk of economic sanctions, mostly in structural uh, areas, in export bans and so on, they will intensify their pressure in the time being. For example, if uh, there is a ban on uh, import to uh, export to Russia of some components for the Russian car industry, okay, the car uh, production will stop two, three months from now, while before, uh, while, when the stock of the components will expire. So the effect on the real sector of the economy of all sanctions will be visible maybe three, six, five, uh, three, six months later. And only by then, by the end of this year, we will be able to say how big will be decline in GDP, how big will be decline in living standards. And uh, the, if the rest, how, how Russian economy will, will cope after the war, when, uh, if and when the war will stop, uh, it a lot depends on the position of the Western countries, first of all of the United States. At least uh, as of today, we have the statement of the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, uh, who said that uh, sanctions on Russia will be removed only when Russia will withdraw its uh, troops from the Ukraine, uh, Ukrainian territory and uh, when, when Russia will uh, compensate Ukraine for all damages uh, occurred during the war.
And the second part, okay, I can imagine Putin sign uh, some type of agreement and withdrawing its troops, but I cannot imagine that Putin will agree to compensate damages. So if, if the West will stay on this position firmly, that no sanctions removed until Russia compensate all damages, okay, that means Russian economy will be in devastating situation. I, I would say something back to 1980-1985 situation. So it will be uh, completely isolated from the Western technologies, from the bulk of modern civilization, uh, infrastructure instruments, and it will be a very poor conditions with no good solution. Sergei Alexenko, former Deputy Finance Minister of the Russian Federation. Many thanks to you, Sergei, for joining us here on the agenda. Thank you, Stephen.